Welcome to Let's Talk Ed. I'm Chris Ford, and as always, I'm joined by Dr. Zahi Atala. Zahi, how are you today? Tentatively good, and tentatively because I'm waiting for you to irritate some more people. That was your promise in the last segment. So let's see how well we do. Yeah, let, let's let's make some people mad. So Zahi, we are going to talk about grading today. And, uh, you know, over the years, um, you know, the, the ABCDF formula has always been there. And everyone wants to get that A because, uh, you know, that, that tells everybody you absolutely know everything there is to know about that subject when you get that A, right, Zahi? Sure. <laughs> no, uh, it, 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 it surely doesn't. And how many times have we heard, I'm an A student, right? So so I, I cannot get a B. Come on, teacher, you can't give me a B. I'm an A student. Uh, and we also know that, uh, you know, to, to get scholarships or to be able to transfer, you need those particular uh, grades. Um, we also know that the A, B, C, D, and F are relatively new within the last you know, within the last century. Uh, and, and the grading in general uh, is a couple of centuries old, whereas achieving the learning has been what we've done for millennia. So, you know, and my A and your A may not be identical. And we know it. Students shop for the teachers that give them uh, an easier grade, whatever that is. We know it, right? How many sections of, of math we have? Some of them are full because it's taught by this teacher. Yes, they might be a wonderful teacher and not denying that, but some of them are choosing them because they're an easier grade. And if you go to ratemyprofessor.com, you can see that very often. Right. And, you know, of course, one of the things that, that you hear uh, as a criticism a lot right now of higher education is grade inflation. And, you know, it's not hard to find statistics out there that, that show more people are getting A grades now um, or higher grades overall. So does that mean that we have a lot of students that are just better students now? Or is there something else going on where, you know, that A is easier to achieve? Hmm. I don't know if the A is easier to achieve or we're more generous than we were before. I've, I've read that uh, during the Vietnam uh, War era, uh, there was a start of that inflation because we're giving boys higher grades so they can stay in class and not be drafted. Uh, it's a great thing to do to try to preserve uh, youth from uh, the harms of war. But in terms of the learning, what have we done to the learning, right? There's a flip side to everything that we do. And is a grade the real identifier of the person's knowledge, which was your original question? I'm not convinced that this is necessarily the case. Because you and I and everybody knows if individuals or ourselves have been crammed for exams. And what do we know about it now, right? In the 80s, uh, SNL had this uh, sketch, uh, Father Guido Sarducci, if people remember, his five-minute university. Right? What does a student remember five years after they're done with university? Very few things, right? Uh, so, are grades the end-all, be-all? I think we make a lot more out of grades ourselves than than we should. This is my perspective, and of course, we're going to be reading uh, some venomous uh, emails about it. 
Well, and, and you know, one of the interesting things, you and I have both had the opportunity to do hiring in the past, and a lot of employers don't necessarily care what your grade point average was. You know, they they want to know that you completed your degree, but you know, they don't necessarily care. And and this is even in higher education. Um, they don't necessarily care what your GPA was. Excellent point. And, and we know that uh, so many believe in the bell-shaped curve and believe that we need to divide the students into buckets. Uh, whether or not you, you, you deserve it, you're going to be getting an A. Whether or not you deserve it, you're going to be getting a C. Uh, based on some criteria uh, that are subjective, and yet we're saying, well, those grades are objective. A, in my opinion, I would contend that uh, grading is not on a bell-shaped curve. It's not a normal distribution by any stretch of the imagination. Now, we can force it to be, of course, by doing what we're doing, and I would contend that we would want to skew that curve toward more of the A's and B's, because if we're good teachers, and I'm pretty sure everyone is a great teacher. Uh, I would I would like us to be thinking of ourselves as helping students move along toward greater knowledge and greater proficiency, right? Therefore, moving them more toward the higher end of the spectrum of of grades. So, if we're talking about proficiency, Zahi. Yeah, and we we want to say that an A doesn't necessarily show proficiency how do we show somebody you know has a proficiency in subject and has maybe met the learning outcomes of a particular course an assessment of learning outcomes of student learning outcomes and that's something we're going to be definitely talking about so it, it it takes us to rethink the way we do things it's it's the assessment of learning which is the grade that is based on the objectives of the course. And the, it's it's the uh, assessment for learning, which is the learning outcomes and their assessment. Uh, perhaps they sound like pedantic uh, issues, uh, but they're not. They are real significant differences. And we've espoused the grading and the objective-based uh, assessment of learning as our sole way of operating and and an A doesn't really tell you a whole lot. You know, if I get the C grade, I'm going to be ticked. I'm not going to read what ins what's inside it. And that's where the meat is. It's in that feedback. It's that in that evaluative approach that we need to take more time uh, working on with the students. There is uh, an effect. There is not just within the U.S., not just within higher education, but across all aspects of education across the world. There is a trend toward the ungrading, and and there are books about it. Uh, there are wonderful presentations on YouTube and other platforms that speak effectively about the power of focusing on the learning and the ability of the student to reach those competencies, proficiencies, and performance opportunities, as opposed to, here you go, this is your grade, or you know, look at your right, look at your left. Half of you are not going to be here. Again, it's it's those are not esoteric things. We've we've seen them, we've heard them, we've witnessed them. Right, and you know the whole idea uh, of the feedback is huge. You know, I think everybody 
you know, at their core has some desire to, to take something and, and how do I do this better? Um, and, you know, I, I think about that could apply in, you know, anything really, you know, it, it's not just, oh, I did a sloppy weld or I put this cabinet together and it didn't go together as well as I could have. But, you know, we're also talking about, oh, I did this speech and how could I do it better? Uh, so without that feedback, what do you really have? Excellent point. And I remember, I'm going to say maybe 20 years ago, maybe a little longer, uh, University of California, Santa Cruz was the only UC that did not use the grade point average and they used an evaluation and the faculty Senate voted uh, to move away from those. And I remember reading that uh, some of the students were complaining that, and, and I agree with the students, that the grade is not informative to them. The evaluation they get from the faculty are what they're looking for is what's helping them become better students, better learners, better potential employees down the road. Uh, yet, there isn't a place where we don't have grades. And have we figured out a way to go from the ungrading and put it in, and put it in the format of a grade because it satisfies Title IV, the federal financial aid, or satisfies scholarships, or it satisfies uh, uh, passing um, uh, metrics for our institution? Yes, we have. Well, and I can definitely see critics also coming in and saying, well, you're just making college easier now. And that's not the case. No, it's not. It's not. And and, and for that matter, some of, uh, you know, I remember in, in reading about ungrading, um, when, you, when you include the student, the individual student, in terms of them evaluating themselves and their performance, the likelihood is that they're going to be harsher than you would be on them. So are you really making it easier or are you perhaps making it harder because you're you're leading the individual to, to, to self-critique, which is critical to the critical thinking that many employers are interested in uh, seeing from our graduates? Well, Zahi, I'm going to give you an A for today. <laughs> I'm going to rebel about that. Why are you giving me an A? <laughs> So we have been talking about grading here on Let's Talk Ed. If you enjoy conversations like this, and we're just a couple of guys that like higher ed and uh, always want to see higher ed improve, hey, there we go. We're talking about uh, ways we can make things improve. Uh, be sure and join us here on, on Let's Talk Ed. If you like our content, uh, be sure, like our channel, subscribe, ring the bell for notification. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, and of course, we are available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. So for Dr. Zahi Atala, I'm Chris Ford. We'll see you next time right here on Let's Talk Ed.